Real quick before we get started today, I just need to ask, do you want to be a hero? You know you do. And luckily it's really easy. The dancers I invite on this show every week are some of my personal heroes, and so I'm asking you to help me help them by showing your support during this period of economic hardship that has rocked our community. In the description of every episode, you'll find a link where you can make real, personal connections with these artists by sharing a donation to help them get by. No gift is too big or too small, and by giving what you can, you're ensuring that the next generation of dancers continues to benefit from the knowledge that these artists share every week. If you'd also like to help support the show in general, well, that's also pretty simple. Tell your friends about us, favorite or subscribe to us on Anchor and Spotify, and if you really want to go above and beyond, visit our brand new Patreon page at patreon.com slash drinkingandance to become part of the team. When you do, you can receive early access to episode releases, bonus episodes, and personal shoutouts where we toast your name on the show. Most importantly, though, just keep listening and sharing your love with us, because you folks make all the difference. In August of every year, tourists from all over Japan flock to Tokushima Prefecture in the island of Shikoku to take part in a bone festival, celebrating the return of ancestral spirits. During this festival, it's common to witness and take part in the Awa Odori, a communal dance of celebration. As the dancers move in time with the music, they shout in unison, Odoru aho ni miru aho, onaji aho nara. Odoronya son son, which loosely translates to, we are fools whether we dance or not, so we might as well dance. In the pursuit of finding our own voices, too often we hide in the dark, dimming our own brilliance for fear that we will appear foolish. But if we listen to the message of the Awa Odori, we understand that the most foolish thing we could ever do is not to join the dance. Minasan. Drinking and Dance at the End of the World. Welcome back to Drinking and Dance at the End of the World. My next guest is a legend in the Japanese house dance community, as well as an inspiration in the larger house scene in general. Representing the Dance Fusion and Alma Cruz, hailing from Atami, si Atami City, uh, Shizuoka Prefecture, he is the father of two beautiful sons and the organizer of the Justabu Japan and Forever Japan dance events. You've seen him tear up the stage in front of thousands in multiple Justabu finals. Uh, if it were actually possible to kill someone with kindness, this man would have a body count a mile long. Please join me in welcoming the amazing Hiro Alma, the smiling samurai of house dance. Hiro-san, yokoso. Ohayou gozaimasu. Ohayou gozaimasu. Yoroshiku onegaishimasu. <laughs> Yoroshiku onegaishimasu. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. It's a very small, <laughs> it's a very small podcast, so it's a big, 
Big honor to have you. What are you drinking today? Uh, I'm drinking a tea. Nice. Uh, I also have got some green tea. So it's um, about eight in the morning where you are and it's evening for me. Yeah. It's good to like drink a tea. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Especially, especially right now, everybody's getting (laughs) sick. So we gotta, we gotta be healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, what is Japan like right now with the pandemic? Are you guys staying indoors? Yeah. I mean, actually the Japanese government just announced two days ago, like a whole city, like the whole Japan is kind of asked to lock down mm-hmm. right now. So maybe we cannot go out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's most of the world now. And yeah. The, yeah. And the bigger dance community in general, we're pretty much stuck indoors going crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Are you, are you and your family? Okay. Are you comfortable? Yeah. yeah. We are okay because we are staying the home um, from, Maybe three weeks ago already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my whole family is like staying home like all day. You know, kids are jumping around. <laughs> are your boys? Are your boys going crazy? Yeah, right now it's so crazy because <laughs> <laughs> they got frustrated, so they oh. want to go out, but they can't. Of course, that's the spirit yeah. of youth. You know, yeah. you s- stick them in a cage and they'll go nuts. Yeah. <clears throat> So um, let's get started. Uh, how did you start dancing and where did the name Alma come from? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the reason why I started dancing is when I was in a junior high school, mm-hmm. I was watching the TV show, the Japanese TV show, uh, and the Japanese singer group is called Zoo. Mm-hmm. Um, they're doing the TV program and they did dancing like every week. So we are watching this and... Uh, it was cool. So then I was trying to imitate them. So this is my first, you know, trying to do the dance. Uh-huh. Yeah. And after that, uh, <clears throat> the group called Zoo. So they're also like recording for the, their music clips in New York. Uh-huh. So they hired all the New York legend dancers for them, which is like Link, uh, Ijo, Mm. Uh, Seiku, like old, like Brian, all the like New York legend dancers. Wow! At the time, so that's why the Japanese people and even me, so we start to know about the New York dancers like mm-hmm. very well. Mm-hmm. And and also like after for a while, the wrecking shop is coming up. Uh, the Alive TV, the TV program called Alive TV. Okay. States, yeah. So and uh, these people bring down the video from. New York to Japan. So when the time, like we, we will watch uh, a live TV, actually like if there's not, there's no time lags. So we watched already. Mm-hmm. So we know about the New York. So then I was like, um, <clears throat> oh, okay, I want to, I want to go to New York. I want to visit. Yeah. So then, yeah, when I was in high school, I visit New York twice. Uh, as a tourist, and I decided to move to New York when I was 20. Wow. Yeah. So then I started joining the Dance Fusion crew, and I meet all the legend dancers. And after four years, I moved back to Japan, and I was trying to making my own crew in Japan. Uh-huh. So then... Uh, me and the dancer called Pino 
which is like my same generation, mm-hmm. Pino. Uh, I asked Pino to do kind of showcase together because we we almost known like since when I was when we were high school. Yeah. Yeah. So we danced a couple times. Then I was asking to also the dancer called Koji san. Uh-huh. Yeah, which is like he's the one of the pioneer, one of the fastest uh to do the house in Japan, the legendary Koji san. I see. So yeah, so I asked him to join the crew and he joined it and also like he bring the dancer called Hiroshi, which is uh Koji's room uh Koji's teammate. Uh-huh. Yeah, so they're like older generation. They are the first generation of Japan house dancers, Koji and Hiroshi. And me and Pino, we are like kind of like second generation. I see. Yeah, so, so two so, yeah, different generations getting together. Ah, that's awesome. So Koji-san um, was one of the first house dancers from Japan. Yeah, yes. Around, yes. around what time did he start, uh, did, did house dance or house music arrive in Japan? Um, actually, he started dancing with house dance. Uh, it's around ninety. The nineteen nineties. Ninety nine. Yeah, nineteen nineties. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. And he used to do. He's like really like main dancer of uh, the style called the New Jack Swing, which is like old school hip hop. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah. He used to do this like a lot, and when he was visiting New York. And uh, he met all the house dancers. <clears throat> and actually, like, this is what he's saying. Uh, first time, like, he he didn't recognize that was a house dance. It looks like, you know, they're doing all the steps in the crowd. It looks like they're doing, like, old school hip-hop. Uh-huh. But it was not. Yeah. So then after four while, he found out, oh, this is called house. I see. Yeah. So he brought... Uh, house dance to Japan, actually, the Koji-san. Okay. And then yeah. you you performed with Koji-san? Yeah, Koji-san, Pino, and Hiroshi-san. Okay. And then from there, did you start your own crew? Or what, what happened? Yeah, so this this fall, like this is four of us, it's called Alma Crew, because um, <clears throat> we decided the name called Alma from the Latin language. It's called the spirit. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, so actually, like, we all love the, the sound of the words because even, like, we don't speak the language, but uh, we search <laughs> on the Google. Ah, uh, yeah. Then, yeah, so then we decide. Well, no, I um, I speak a little bit of Spanish, so when I heard Alma, I was like, oh, that's that's soul, isn't it? That's, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know Hiro spoke uh, Spanish. That's awesome. <laughs> I wish I can. I wish I can speak. Um. Uh, so um who would you say your biggest inspirations are um for me like when i when i started house dance of course it was koji san and hiroshi san mm-hmm. and also like uh koji san had koji san had his own crew it's called roots mm. yeah so he like these team uh this team was a regent uh, in Japan. I think maybe there are like seven of them. Mm-hmm. So they are the first generation of the house dance in Japan. So everybody watched their performance. So 
definitely they are the one is a big inspiration for me mm-hmm. in the beginning <clears throat> so then after that i'm after i moved to new york and of course the all the legend new york dancers uh became a biggest imp- inspiration for me i see mm. well that's as it should be yeah you go to the place yeah. where the art is born yeah 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 but you've really over the years like over the decades that you've been involved with this like you've really um found your place in the community mm-hmm. and yeah i i see you still do events with like Kaleef and, and all them out in New York. So um, mm. what is it, what does it feel like to, um, to, a, you know, start out as an outsider in this and then gain that level of acceptance? Mm-hmm. Um, actually, when I was in New York, uh, I joined the crew, but actually like the, honestly, like I'm not really into it because my English is, was, not that good mm-hmm. and also i'm the one from the like, outside and these people like the original members of dance region were they are like same age and you know they growing up together so i'm like <clears throat> i'm a kind of baby you know? <laughs> yeah. i'm just staying with the fathers <laughs> and the mothers <laughs> you know i'm like a, i'm just like a kid i i had the same yeah. feeling when i was in a crew <clears throat> in um japan i i studied at uh, kandagaigo daigaku Mm-hmm. And um, I was part of their street dance circle, and well, my Japanese was not very good, so mm. I was treated like a, a little kid. <laughs> or, yeah, it's like the same. Yeah. Yeah. So I know, I know exactly how you feel. Yeah, but actually, the time the New York dancers <clears throat> they hook me up a lot, so that's why I really respect and appreciate it about this. Mm-hmm. And my first. Uh, the person who hooked me up is uh, Voodoo Ray. Which one? Uh, Voodoo Ray. Voodoo Ray? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, rest in peace, Voodoo Ray. So he's the one, uh, he hooked me up first. Mm-hmm. So then after that, it's uh, Brian Green. Oh, yeah. As, yeah, as my mentor, so my teacher. So he hooked me up for the tour of Maya. Oh, okay. Yeah, and after that, uh, stretch. So he hooked me up uh, to join the Eddie Force and doing some gigs, some music trips, jobs. Oh man, I should have definitely yeah. put that in your in uh, your intro. My bad. <laughs> Go <mend the> <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> and also, like uh, one of the biggest influence to me is Shanes. Mm-hmm. Because uh, we used to be, uh, we used to do roommate uh-huh. three years. So we staying, we living together. I see. Yeah, with him. So I practice with him almost like every day in the studio. I mean, so I learned many stuff. That sounds amazing. <clears throat> mm. What's uh, one of your favorite memories from those times? Um, one is the biggest uh memory was uh i was on the smoking groups tour which is like a hip-hop festival uh-huh. in states and uh actually the brand green and showtime oh yeah yeah so they hooked me up for the tour of maya and uh we are on the road we're on the tour uh with bass with who you know uh with 
with the bus, uh, with the truck. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we are on the road on three months, uh-huh. like, like almost twenty states or even more. Wow. Yeah, we stay in the three months together on on this bus, and uh, we just moving to venue, 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 and staying in the town and just hung out with the people. That was the best memory for me. Yeah, you really got to go deep into America. Yeah, yeah, and it was a. Uh, that time, the Smoking Group Tour is kind of like biggest hip hop festival. Mm-hmm. So every concert, like they have strong lineup, maybe like thirty artists performing at the one day. Nice. Yeah. So of course the backstage was like so crazy because all the famous <laughs> artists <laughs> on the backstage, and I was the only one Asian uh-huh. <laughs> on that tour. Oh man, how that? Feel? <laughs> and without the yeah, without speaking English. Oh. It's like so, yeah, so funny. Well, I I would ask you to describe how crazy it was, but you're a family man now, so I'll um, I'll I'll switch gears. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so I once participated um when in 2016 I did my own tour around the world for six months, doing Chicago footwork, mm-hmm. teaching, battling, and that's actually how mm-hmm. uh, you and I got to meet. Um, Mm -hmm. and I, I participated in a house battle that you put on. Mm -hmm. And I remember after the final battle, uh, you gave a speech that I could like half understand, you know, Mm because I need to practice more Japanese, but, um, you gave a speech about how most of the dancers there were technically doing the style very well, but only a few of them were speaking with their own original voices. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I guess I want to ask, how did you find your own voice in this style? Mm, I see. Um, this is the reason why I said about this, because uh, you know the Japanese community, Japanese dancers, mm-hmm. they are very good with the skill and the foundation. Mm-hmm. But actually, like, it's, not, it's not really understanding. Mm. It's just imitating, you know. So we are really following the original way like respect uh-huh. so that's why we practice foundation so everybody knows like how we can move our body as a foundation but actually there's no understanding inside mm. and also about the style the people just try to taking like uh from the famous dancers just try to copy first mm. right yeah so everybody's starting with the copying so which is which is not bad for me but i think maybe uh, Japanese people like they just keep following only this they are not creating their own uh, language like own voice like you said yes yeah so for me I can I I was I was kind of same when I was studying but when after like I moved to New York of course I cannot do it because all the original is like around like sounding me mm-hmm so, so there's no make sense. I do somebody's dance in the same crew. If I'm dancing like Khalif, I'm, if I'm dancing like Shanice. Yeah. And yeah, it doesn't make sense. So that's why like, actually, I was trying to make in my own voice. So then finally, I, f- I found out. Uh, okay, so individual, like originality. Mm-hmm the people have usually but Japanese people like me like I don't I 
originally I don't have. So I try to copy everybody's dance. Yeah. Not only one person. So I'm trying to copy everybody because uh, I'm uh, kind of mm, good with the copy. Yeah. Yeah. So I was find out, oh, okay, so maybe I can copy everybody. And I switch to my face. And it's with my small mm-hmm. body. So then it looks like different, totally different. So it can be like my originality. So that's why like I start practice like very hard. I see. Almost like every day. Yeah. So then um, right now I I feel, I felt, uh, okay, so I was not wrong. I was doing pretty good. And right now, like I was trying to copying or I was trying to get inspired from the other styles. Yeah. To mix yeah, mix up with the house to try to make something new. Mm. Yeah, so this is like my voices. So that's in. that's what you're trying to do right now is branching out your house into other styles? Yes. I yes. see. So what are you working with? Um first of all, like my biggest influence is popping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause I couldn't do pop, but I, I really love to watch the pop. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really love. So I was checking the popping, all the popping dancers, and uh, I got some idea from the popping method. Uh-huh. Yeah, boogaloo method. So then I was trying to, yeah, just trying to do. I that. got you, and I I think that's mm-hmm. that's kind of natural. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's and it's there's a difference between when someone like you does that and someone like my my mentor mm-hmm. King Charles because he. He's been mm-hmm. branching out the last few years. Uh, he's gone into house and hip hop and picked up popping as well. And I yeah. think there's a difference when people of your level, your guys' level do mm-hmm. that because you have spent years building your foundation. Whereas mm-hmm. there's going to be, a, I see a lot of new people and I was actually one of these when I started, they try and just learn five different styles at the same time and try and create their mm-hmm. own thing from that. But I feel mm. that because they don't have like good foundation in any one style, like it all just starts mm-hmm. looking messy. Mm, mm. Have you seen that on your end? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Uh, actually, this is also one of the the problem is coming up in Asia. I think because uh, the all the kind of the battle mm-hmm. uh, they making the categorize is called as a freestyle. Mm. So this is also the another problem because the people think, oh, okay, so if we join the freestyle battle, we have to do many styles. Uh-huh. Mm. But actually, this is not the, this is not the calling the definition of the freestyle. I think maybe you know we can use one style to try to adapt with many different kind of music. Yeah, this is what I mean. This is what the freestyle mean. But I think maybe people think, oh, okay, I want to be win. So that's why like, I have to do popping, locking, breaking, house, and blah, 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 blah. Mm. It's, uh, you know, it's, they're not the focus of one style. So it became like the foundation level is going to down yeah because of this. Yeah. Mm. And I mean, I mm. remember like when I started in, in Japan, that's when I was really exposed to like <clears throat> good foundation because I didn't have that where I grew up. Mm. So I got so excited mm-hmm. that I wanted to learn everything. And because I uh-huh. was torn so many different ways, I never got really good. 
um, in anything mm-hmm. until I devoted, you know, I devoted everything to Chicago footwork and I met Charles. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, speaking of Chicago footwork, it's, it's been taking off in Japan the last few years. And to bring it back to what we were talking about, how Japanese dancers tend to copy um, mm-hmm. I've had this discussion with uh, Yamato-kun and, and uh, Miki, Miki, Yamato. Miki-chan mm-hmm. as well. Uh, yeah. ah, Miki. Yeah. Um, for those who don't know, members of Creation Global who are leading the, mm. the Creation Global Japan chapter. Um, but for mm. me, I, I look at them, I look at a lot of the other Japanese dancers because Miki and Yamato have, have found their own styles um, and their own mm-hmm. voices. But a lot of the other students will, they, they try and, look exactly like King Charles or exactly like uh, Lightbulb or Budilla or any of the other Chicago footworkers. And they, mm-hmm. they turn themselves into clones, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, mm-hmm. it's sad because I, from my perspective, that they miss an opportunity to give back mm-hmm. to the style because when you can create your mm-hmm. own things, you add to the culture. Right. Yeah, true. So is that like a um, that's a, a big problem with the the Japanese dance scene in general? Do you think? Um, but it's not a big problem actually. Like this kind of clone uh, mentality uh-huh. is helps to growing up the foundation mm-hmm. level. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 true. You know, it's fact. So that's why uh, I think maybe still the people need to. T- People need to take the time to understanding what's the meaning of one style or what's the meaning of the lady foundation of mm-hmm. the style. Mm. So I think maybe it's just take the time because people just need to understand. And also people need to get the more experience to uh, open their mind. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But actually, Japan, it's, dance community is kind of big. So I think maybe everybody think... Um, uh, we already got everything. Yeah. So they don't have to go out to get some another experience. Oh. So that kind of situation makes not realize or their crown. I see. Yeah, because if like if think about it, if the all the crowns is around you and you are the one of the one of that same uh-huh. crown, but everybody is the same crown. So they they don't realize. Okay, so we're you know we have to make originality or we have to make identity of this. Because they are very comfortable in this community with all the. <laughs> I see. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that sounds that sounds kind of frustrating. Mm, yeah, so that's why, like, I'm just trying to keep going out to go into different countries to meet mm. new people because I don't want to be the crown. How do you deal with that mentality with your students? Do you see that with your students? Um. Yeah, I'm trying to explain in, like what what I had experience in the overshoes mm-hmm. so that's why like i sometimes i brought uh, my students going to france or europe or even america to to see how you know what's going mm. on when when they when yeah, they come back do you notice a difference yeah i think so they just realize um it's not about the technique it's about something else you know the biggest biggest difference from japanese people uh and states or europe or some other different countries people's mentality mm. Mm. but you know once they coming back to japan they back into the <laughs> world they're just going back to the crown oh no 
Well, it, it, it takes some time, I think. And from the from the outside mm. perspective, because I I encountered this a lot when people find out that I lived and trained and was a part of a crew in Japan. Um, I mm. hear this. I, I would call it a racist misconception about Japanese dancers mm-hmm. that that all Japanese mm-hmm. dancers are just magically good at whatever they try with no effort whatsoever. And from mm-hmm. what I've seen from my time living and training there, Japanese dancers train mm-hmm. more and practice more and work harder than almost any other dancers I've met. Like, it, like mm-hmm. Jibun no Renshu, the self-practice, like, can you, can you tell me a mm-hmm. little about how you and your students practice and train? Mm. So right now, uh, I'm not... I'm not doing like so much training as a mm-hmm. physical because you know I'm getting older and I got the uh, experience you know oh, yeah. so I think maybe my my mostly like my training is like only for like image mm-hmm. training mm-hmm. but uh, when I was young yeah like same you know I'm staying outside like almost every night until the morning you know to practice with my friends just you know playing the music and mm-hmm. dancing yeah it's it was it was almost every night, you know, when I was in high school, I, I didn't even sleep at night. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's something I ran into too. Like I would, it blew my mind when I was training with my Japanese crew because they would um, go to university and then do part-time job Mm. and then like come practice like for hours and hours and hours at night. And I never knew how they slept. It didn't make any sense to me because they'd be in school. They'd be in class the next day. And I'm like, how? Yeah. So it makes me, it always makes me angry when I hear somebody talk about Japanese dancers, like, oh, they're just automatically good. And I'm like, no, don't you Mm. do that. Don't you do that to them. They work so hard. Mm. Yeah, it's true. You know, um, I think maybe the most of the people who know me already and I sleep almost like three hours Mm like uh, like around three hours every day since when i was high wow school. <laughs> how, how do you survive <laughs> <laughs> this is what i don't know i keep surviving because um actually like i of course i want to sleep but um i got i got to do many mm-hmm. things so i cannot even sleep so i don't waste i don't want to waste the time so that's why i like sleeping is three hours and I still <laughs> to do many, many stuff. <laughs> so we are the Oh, yeah, like, absolutely. The dance. The, yeah, yeah. The dance the gives you the energy. Yeah. What yeah. is what What do you wish that outsiders and um, Guy Kokujin like me uh, knew about mm. the dance scene in Japan? Mm. Um, I want to share the information about japan is uh, one is the biggest things is uh how we build up the community so mm-hmm. big so this is the one thing uh i think maybe we can share to the other countries because um actually like we made the success to make the community mm-hmm. grow yeah as a culture and as a business too i see how how do you mm. how do you think that happened um, first of all, like we organize about the studio system uh, to try to bring the people come down to the studio to learn dancing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, from the beginning, uh, as I remember, like when the back in the days, Japan is also 
you know, almost the old studio just focusing jazz and ballet and all the tem- uh, contemporary, like all the classical mm-hmm. styles. And no one really teaching the street style, but, uh, you know, first generation of Japan, like they are really fighting about this and they try to creating their own studio uh, only for like street style. Uh-huh. So then, yeah, so they try to build up the studio business in Japan. And also at the same time, um, people start to organize the events in Japan, which is not like battle. Uh, mostly like back in the day, it was a contest, mm. was a competition. So actually the Japanese community made by the showcase, uh, showcase foundation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's why like um, the freestyling is not a big topic when we are starting. So always like we focus about the showcase, which is performance yeah. uh, on the stage. So, but I think maybe this is, these things, this situation also makes us to, mm, to make our dance more clearly mm-hmm. because we have to dance with someone. So we need to cooperate with the people. Yeah. And that's, that's a big part of uh, the culture I've noticed um, of Japan is there is so much that Mm. relies on cooperation and teamwork and team unity. Yeah. Like when we had the, the, the crew that I was a part of would have team meetings at, at, after practice Uh where they would discuss issues Uh and work out what they want, the plans and what they wanted to do. And everybody would speak like they would they would wait for every voice to be heard and it would take Mm -hmm. hours and i would get so bored (laughs) because i couldn't understand much (laughs) of what was going on but i did you know right sometimes i think i'm gonna wake up and i'm i'll still be in a meeting from like 2008 you know um Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but it was still admirable because like that that level of communication um I, I had not seen anywhere else. And when you, when you talk about the showcases, right. I think people mm. in America and in other countries uh, in those dance scenes, I don't think they kind of, they, they mm. really understand the level that you guys take right. with those, those um, showcases because we'd be in clubs at two in the morning, like partying and dancing. Mm. And then a showcase would happen everyone would stop everyone would sit down so that uh, people in the back would see so you've got all these people mm. in a club in a crowded club like sitting down watching this show and like screaming their heads off and and that's not something that yeah. happens anywhere else that i've been to <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it's true yeah it's fact so i think maybe this is the things this is the situation in japan um i think maybe we have a kind of good platform for dancers mm-hmm which is uh, we have so many studios to teach and also people mm-hmm. can learn. And also the, the club, they have so many dance events going on almost every night, uh, which is like too many <laughs> events. But actually, this is, but actually this is good because uh, everybody have the place to perform, which is like they can keep yeah. motivated to practice. Yeah, so like always like, Japanese dancers are busy because many things going on. But actually, this is this is one of the dream for dance community because, for example, like if you staying at home and if you go to like studio once a week to learn the dancing, and after that, it's nothing mm. to do. So it's hard to keep the, the motivate up. But Japan, like almost every day, they have to do something. So 
they automatically they have to keep motivate up to perform which is like they need to practice yeah. and so they're always practicing yeah, and also they yeah and also they start thinking about okay so what kind of showcase we can do for the next and you know blah blah blah, blah. so it's like their idea is don't mm. stop because of the platform if you know if you are the one of the great dancer but there's no platform there's not there's no mm-hmm. place to perform then it's very hard to keep the motivation yeah mm, and okay. i mean do you think it's do you think it's possible to build the kind of platform for dancers in other countries that japan has built for itself i i think some part of it might be because of the culture and how you got how how the japanese people tend to think about things and community that allows it to to mm-hmm. build such a successful mechanism because i've seen i've seen dancers in japan like you know just constantly staying busy constantly getting work constantly fueling and and rebuilding that platform that you talk about and i wonder if we could have mm-hmm. something like that outside of japan Mm-hmm. I think so. It's. I think maybe it's possible because um, back in the day, Japan is kind of same situation as different country. Because if if you perform in the club, if it is a normal crowd is in the club, of course they are not interested mm-hmm. about dancing. But right now, Japan, like if you go to the dance event, almost a hundred percent is dancers. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So if you yeah if you do showcase and all the other dancers, of course they support and they are interesting and they are curious mm. what they're gonna do. So of course the people focus about the showcase because that's the reason why that's the purpose uh, to go to the mm. to go out. Yeah. So I think maybe if the community getting bigger, so then you guys can make it or even like a, like anywhere in the world they can make this kind of I stuff. See. I mean, that's, that's definitely interesting. Mm. And I'd love, especially now that everyone's stuck indoors, it's, it's hitting our community very hard because no one's able to make money unless they're doing, um, you know, online classes. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think it'd be really cool. Like once we, you know, rebuild after this pandemic to, to be able to create more opportunities for dancers. I wonder though, like a lot of this culture is built and that's what our generation forgets. A lot of this generation, this culture was built. um, It was all built in the clubs, you know, and it was all built with like people dancing with each other, you know? And I, I wonder if, because you say there's a big focus on showcases in Japan. Like do the Japanese like ever go out to just dance with each other and have a good time? Or is it always from this performance aspect? I think maybe the most of them like only for the performance mm-hmm. perspective, but uh, but this is also another reason why it's coming like this because uh, if you go that if you go into mm-hmm. the normal crowd, just try to dancing, but actually like if there is normal crowd is a lot is packed and there's yeah. no space to dance, and they are not welcome to you know to dancers to make oh. space. Yeah, so so that's why. I think maybe almost every country is kind of same situation. So always say like there's no good clubs mm-hmm. around the town. So that's why they stay in the studio and making the practice cipher or sessions or all mm-hmm. this, right? But I think maybe this kind of session uh, only between dancers, it's kind of same atmosphere when you go to mm-hmm. the club, I think. Because it, uh, <clears throat> the 
of course, the atmosphere of the club is very important. But actually, the for me, the why the party is so fun because of the people. Yeah, yeah it's not about lighting. It's not about hmm. the sound. If we have a good friends, you know, if we have good people inside anywhere, so then we can make the same atmosphere when we do cipher or when、mm. we dance together. Yeah, so that's why, like, I'm always trying to explain to the students if I'm going to the different countries.、Uh, sometimes we do Q and A, and they say, "Yeah, the club culture is very important, but you know, we have no such a good club、mm-hmm. going out." Yeah, for example, China. You know, they're always saying like this. So for me, yeah, of course, I understand. There's no good clubs. If we going out to the China, they they playing the、mm, only pop、yeah. music. You know, people <laughs> drink. <laughs> But this is this is a. I think maybe this is an excuse.、Mm. If there's no place to go, then maybe we can make. There you go. Yeah. So this is why the reason why the people. Organizing the event for dancers because it's not about money; it's about for the community. It's about for like motivate. So, we have to build our our organizing game. Like we have to start working with yeah, more、I、promoters、think. and more organizers, and and really get the ground game set up to build those communities. Yeah, I think so. You know, only the money is like we need. We need the money is just for preparing for only、mm. this. So we don't need to make the money because. We already know, like if we survive、mm-hmm. as an adult, then maybe we can. We have to make the money, but if not, made to buy dancing.、Yeah. Sometimes we do something else. But you know, basically, like, this is one thing I love Japanese community because you know you've been here already. So so many dance events going on in every、oh, small、yeah. club. Yeah. So all the dancers who perform, they are not getting money. That's true, and they're doing it. They're doing it for the love. Yeah. So. Yeah, doing for the lab, and the people just paying for the entrance because of the lab, because、yeah. of the support. That is something. Yeah, Sorry, this is like. Yeah, so this is kind of for me. It's like kind of same feeling、mm-hmm. as donation. If you enter the event, so which is like appreciation for the promoters, organizers, and the dancers, and、mm-hmm. also the praise. And I'm. It's.、Uh, yeah. It also reminds me what we're talking about right now. Reminds me of. Uh, my first episode on this podcast, I、um, interviewed a dancer named DeAndre Carroll, who's an OG in Denver, Colorado, where I'm where I'm living right now.、Mm-hmm. And he talked about、mm-hmm. in the old days in Denver, like you would just if you, if the if you weren't able to get a good party going at a club, like you would just have somebody's house, you know, you set up set up the basement and yeah, create yeah, yeah. your own party, you know. Mm, mm. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So if if there's some different circumstance in everywhere, but I think maybe we can find a way to <clears throat> to make a good spot to hang out or you know going、oh, out、yeah. to dance. Yeah. So for example, like right now is this pandemic under under the pandemic situation, so、mm-hmm. we cannot go out. So Japanese people already start doing the event like <laughs> yeah application. So actually, like one of my my. One of my like dance sister、mm-hmm. is called Miho from Majram, so she did、uh, event yesterday、uh, uh-huh. on the Zoom, and she she was DJing and、uh, the, like when when they start the beginning is the one girl one student, she's doing the showcase、ah, on the、okay. Zoom. 
Yeah, she's dancing at her home, but not only one place. She brought uh, his her, her own laptop to bring to the shower room <laughs> and take a shower <laughs> and change and dance oh. performance in with whole is whole inter. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So then, yeah. So then after that, they played a kind of a uh, little bit short time for the day. Played mm. DJ, like DJ time, and after that, they have a Q and A. And they have a funny contents, and uh, they they have a couple of showcase, which is the people already practice inside the room. So in the Zoom up, so the several people doing the same song and same routine at the same time. Yeah, it's really inspirational, I think, to see how our community rises to this challenge right now, and all the interesting mm. things that we're thinking mm. to do. Um, to to respond mm-hmm. to not being able to go out, but back to mm-hmm. if we can if we can turn the clock back a little bit and remember some <laughs> some fonder days. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about Just a Boo, if that's okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So yeah. in <clears throat> two thousand seven, you and Mish mm-hmm. de France uh, teamed up to mm-hmm. win uh, Just a Boo House. And then right. yeah. 10 years later in 2017, you guys met again in France uh, on the opposite teams. Um, and yeah. that's actually, you and I met <laughs> there as well. I remember we were in this, um, <laughs> I was in this, I was sitting down in this little sushi restaurant near the arena and, you know, you yeah, came yeah, in yeah. with uh, a bunch of your students and you were sitting at the table across from yeah. me. Mm-hmm. I was looking at you, I'm like, do I know that this guy seems familiar? Cause it had been like a year since I'd seen you. And uh, you know, I, we, we nodded yeah, to yeah, each yeah. other. And then like a little later, you're like, Hey, are you Rob? And I'm like, Oh, here, yeah. son, what's up? <laughs> right after that. Yeah. Right yeah, after that, you went yeah. on stage with uh, your partner, Miu and you guys battled Mish yeah. and Lo and, <laughs> and you won. So how did it, how did it feel those experiences like battling your, your, your friend that you won <clears throat> 10 years ago with and being on the opposite <clears throat> side 10 years later, yeah. how did that feel for you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was, it was weird, but it's also like, we're mm-hmm. like so happy <clears throat> to against each other because in it's, it's in different situation because 2007 we danced together, actually like me and me, we decide, I think maybe we are like, Okay, we try to showing the people like we can cooperate not only mm. one countries because we are under the one umbrella it's called house or even mm-hmm. like street dance, so maybe we can work together you know as a friend and mm. as a teammate, so we can work on so we showing this the possibility mm-hmm. to the people so then after ten years uh, we back into our like our home and we try to build up our own community, which is the student. So the student, when students get grow and we try to hook them mm-hmm. up again on the platform of the Just the Boo to showing that. And it was kind of destiny. Like after 10 years, then we brought, we both brought like their, our own students to going on the final. Yeah, that's page. beautiful. And I could see like if you, if anyone listening goes onto YouTube, like look at those videos and see the difference in mm. the growth in, in everyone involved, you know, like you did not dance the same in 2017 as you did in 2007 and neither did Mish. 
y'all yeah yeah yeah, y'all really spent a decade (laughs) cultivating your own voices and it's so beautiful to see how those those dances grew and and changed Mm, yeah and also one thing uh we i want to share with the people about Mm -hmm. the battle uh the battle is yeah of course this is a kind of became a main content of the street Mm -hmm. dance but um, like always the battle is for me Mm -hmm. it's a game you know it's just a game it's not the serious things of course you know someone can be the serious because of the reason or even like on the backbone something so sometimes yeah but usually for us, like we know each other since very long years, and we are the friends. But sometimes we have to be against yeah. because of the game. It's a kind of video game, so you know, if we play and we if we failed and we just play again, <laughs> absolutely. You know, the game, yeah, game doesn't make you. It makes it makes, it makes sense You're... to anyone who's seen you dance. Like <clears throat> when I watch you dance, you are always smiling. <clears throat> you are always having the most fun. <clears throat> out of almost anybody there. And that was the beautiful thing about that was that in that battle Mm -hmm. in 2017, you went out, you were smiling, you were having a blast and Miyu-san went out and she was doing the same thing. Like I could see she was having so much fun up there battling in front of thousands of people. And that's the beautiful thing (laughs) because we get so locked into this this mentality that you're saying this contest or this you know i'm gonna i'm gonna kill him you know it's like no no man that's not what it's about i mean not always like in chicago footwork it kind of is sometimes you know a lot of the time but it it doesn't have to be yeah 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 Mm, mm. even like it doesn't have to showing up Mm -hmm. you know if you uh yeah inside if you have this kind of feeling but you don't have to showing up because it's the only game yeah, you know, if you if you're smiling or if you're like doing a serious face, it doesn't affect about your uh, dance mm. skill. This is what I believe because the battle is always mm. improvisation, so it's nothing set up. So everything is comes up from your body is is naturally. So which is um, if we practice mm. like every day and getting they build up like our knowledge mm-hmm. and experience so that makes you that's the only things you can that that that's the only things makes you yeah. strong i think yeah so that's why if you have a confidence to showing your skill or understanding to the people and mm-hmm. there's no fears so that's why like you don't have to be serious so you can just make a smile you can <laughs> just play the game i love it um <laughs> If I can ask, um, if I can ask you something, uh, and this is something I've I've wondered about for a while since I'm uh, I'm a guest in mm-hmm. the the dance culture, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I've wondered this about Japan, but I've never been able to really find out because my Japanese is not as good as I'd like it to be. Um, so I w- I'm hoping you mm-hmm. can help me with this uh, and get get an insight in yeah, Japanese okay. mentality. Um, so house, as, okay. as we know, was created by black people in America. And, and like many other right. black art forms, it has spread worldwide and been embraced by people of many, many different cultural backgrounds. Um, in the process, though, mm-hmm. sometimes it seems that 
the cultures who adopt black dance forms seem to erase black people from the story. You know, they tend to um, mm-hmm. just push out like the, the, the roots of the dance and sometimes even go as far as, uh, mm. you know, and anti-black, you know. Um, so I wonder mm-hmm. in Japan, are issues of race ever discussed in the dance scene? Do you ever have those discussions? Um, actually, like only few people. Is, mm. Yes. <clears throat> but most of the community people, they don't <clears throat> they mm. don't talk about that. <clears throat> Because I think maybe this is mm-hmm. our mentality. So we are not against mm-hmm. nobody. Yeah. So actually, like, we are like uh, peace, like mm-hmm. mentality. Japanese are really peace. So we don't <laughs> have to fight mm-hmm. with anybody. <laughs> so even like this is like, I think maybe like we are like mostly mm-hmm. like we are not here. The black or white, you yeah. know, in the oldest, <clears throat> yeah, even like from our point of view. So, we are we are always guests, we never mm. be in the original because we mm. are the guests of the culture, this culture. So, that's why like, we we don't forget about the respect and the appreciation about the black culture mm-hmm. and the oldest because I think maybe almost everybody knows, you know, mm. where it came from. And we are not against with this this mm. situation because, yeah, this is fact. You know, yeah. we cannot change. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. don't need to change. So even for me, like, why people don't want, why people want to change of this? Because mm-hmm. it's a fact is a fact. Yeah, we don't need to change. The, the most important thing is for yeah. the future. Yeah, so... Of course, the originator and the original culture is came from the black and also mm-hmm. the America. So now, but it's spread out to the whole world. Um, the other different places, like they mm-hmm. try to innovate with this culture to also like not raising our up, like mm-hmm. not raising us up, just try to raising this culture, like whole entire culture yeah. to keep survive. Yeah, that's the thing. So we don't have to Yeah, and I, I don't think that. it's about fighting personally. I think the reason that it's important for a lot of these people, for us to keep having these discussions is that um, black people created these dance forms and are still being, mm-hmm. especially in America, but like are, are still being oppressed and still are, have all these hardships. Mm-hmm. And it, it seems a lot of times that they're looking for support from us who are the guests and sometimes they get that support mm-hmm. but a lot of times they don't a lot of times people are like oh well that's not my problem you know mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. i i know personally like mm-hmm. I've, i i owe so many things to black culture and all of my friends um who are black who have brought me up in this culture you know and we we, we make money doing it and mm-hmm. i know that you do too but I know, mm-hmm. and I know also yeah. in Japanese culture, it's very, it's not very polite to discuss these kind of things. But I appreciate you helping me. <laughs> you, you, you... <laughs> no, you're welcome. I think maybe it's also the another issue is mm. the language barrier. Yeah, I think because Japanese people they don't understand yeah. what's going on on Facebook. <laughs> they don't even like try to lead. Sometimes they don't understand. Yeah. They just ignore. And speaking, I mean, speaking of like hardships, <laughs> like as like you mentioned, like you were in these crews as the only Japanese man and you were the, you know, you were going on tour as the only Asian person, you know, did you experience um, Mm -hmm. 
hardships because of that when you were in America? Mm, I don't feel the only things is I I felt was when I was living mm-hmm. in a deep Brooklyn and everybody called me oh, Chinese no. <laughs> because I got drugs uh-huh. that time. Everybody oh, called wow. me Chinese reggae. <laughs> but actually, like this kind of like you know dreadlocks makes me to fit their community because uh, that was in the Brooklyn. There was a mm-hmm. Haitian community out there, so everybody mm-hmm. got dreadlocks. So then, for me, I'm a, like one of the stranger having crazy hair uh, with the Asian face. So, yeah, they just tried to kidding, but you know, actually, these kind of things makes me like more comfortable mm. with this community. So that that was your way of, of mm. um, and, kind of joining the family or like trying to fit in. Yeah, yeah, because. Um, we are not mm-hmm. against nothing. I mean, I was not against with nothing because I was trying to mm. fit their community. They try to understand what's going on and the, what mm-hmm. is the culture about. So, of course, if the people who really um, want to get into it, so the people have people mm. can be the welcome to you know warm welcome to these people mm. coming to the community. If we have something against with this culture. Then of mm. course they are not welcome. Yeah, I think maybe everywhere the same. Japan, like you see, like many foreign people coming to Japan, but there's no race, like there's no mm. racist. I think. Yeah, everybody trying to. Yeah, help. I mean, I've I've lived in uh, Japan. Uh, I lived there for a little while, and and I did. Ex- it was actually funny because that was the first time I'd ever experienced racism was in Japan. And that was the only way Mm -hmm. I could have, because, Mm -hmm. you know, in America, you know, the white people are the majority and they have all the power. We have all the power, I should say. Right. Um, And so it's impossible for us to understand what it's like to be discriminated against. But when I was in Japan, I was in a I was in a racial minority Mm. and I had no power. So I got evicted from uh, my apartment building and I could I I had a lot Mm. of problems trying to find another place to live because people landlords would agree mm. to see me and then when they saw i was a gaijin mm-hmm. they'd be like oh no dame can't no you go somewhere else you know and then you know i'd, mm. I'd go out mm. um with my friends and people would look at me like i was going to start trouble you know they were very wary about me they mm. give me these weird cautious looks and it used to make me so mad i remember um and <laughs> and then you, you know, no it's Sorry not your fault that. i mean it's we have I think every country, like when you really get down to it, like we have those mentalities that, that racism that a lot of times it hides because that's what racism does. It's good at hiding, you know, and that's how it survives. Mm. But, you know, I, I, mm. I still remember like, pe- mm. you know, people would call out like, Gaijin, like as they're riding on their bikes and <laughs> I'd be like, Hey man, that's not cool. <laughs> but actually, but I think maybe actually like this is, this is what I, this is the reason why I say uh-huh. it's a language barrier. So if you can speak Japanese, then there's no, I think there's no <laughs> racism inside. Only the people fear, like only people scared about it. They don't mm-hmm. understand the English. So they don't need, they, they don't know how to communicate yeah. with the gaijin, the foreign people. So that's the only thing they, yeah. they just scared. I think it's a lot of, a lot of it's the older yeah, men but it, too. Like I was at a, I was, I was at a, mm, um, mm. It wasn't. It wasn't Yoshinoya. It was uh, one of the other uh, fast fast food restaurants, and um, 
this man was being very mm. rude to this uh, uh, her, his server, the woman who was preparing his meal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I heard him mm. say something like, "Nihonga uh, hanase like, you know, oh, she doesn't speak mm-hmm. Japanese. Mm-hmm. You're a foreigner, right? Ugh, you know. So it's it's. Oh, I yeah, think yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of the older yeah, men, like true. I don't, yeah, I true. don't experience that from the younger generations, but definitely with the older ones, they're and not all because I've had some very friendly interactions with older Japanese, but you know, yeah, it is yeah, what yeah. it is. I think maybe if the person, yeah, if the person who has already experienced to going out to different countries, mm. then they understand. If they're stuck in Japan and they don't speak <laughs> English at all, so then of course they don't yeah. know how to communicate. And we, we're afraid of what we don't understand. <laughs> yeah. So if yeah, I yeah, can yeah, yeah. end on something more of a message of hope, because I know right now a lot of people are suffering, a lot of people in our in our dance community and our mm. shared community are suffering, uh, and a lot of people are scared. Right. Um, what do mm. you hope for the future of our dance community? And what do you, uh, what do you hope we get from all this, this experience? Um, I think, so this is the time we have to think about the future a little bit more seriously because as a street dance culture, because um, I think maybe slowly the culture mm. is dying for me. Yeah, because um, if, like for example, if once the adjustable finish, yeah. So so what like where is the battle dancers going? That's reference. If I may interrupt, I'm you sorry. Know? For those who don't know, um, although most events are canceled for the rest of this year, um, Justabu actually said, you know, Bruce came out, the organizer came out and said that the he didn't he canceled uh, the 2020 Justabu. Um, right before it was supposed to go down and he said it would be canceled for the foreseeable future. And this was before the pandemic. So this was kind of a loss to our community already. Mm. And that's what uh, Hirosan is talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So this kind of situation is already happened. So, so we all have to think, okay, so what we can do for this culture mm-hmm. surviving. Uh, I think maybe like people have to, um, support each other and helping each other to keep this community mm-hmm. survive like m- like more close um, of course it's became as a business sometimes it's very hard to mm-hmm. get down together but this situation makes the people uh, have to give it up for their mm-hmm. own egos because if we if we keep these egos going on and everybody's going to be there <laughs> for sure yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think maybe the, now is the time like we have to think, like we really have to discuss about the future. So what we can do for this, and uh, I think, um, I think like for example mm-hmm. Japan, <clears throat> now like we're trying to helping the each studio mm-hmm. helping out to keep surviving. And sharing the, all the information about the online lessons mm. and all this. Yeah, because usually, like, they are not not really close because, of course, they are, like, the rivals in the business community. So they have to, yeah, rivals. But right now, it's, if they keep this libel situation and everybody's <laughs> going to be dead. So we have to cooperate to keep survive. 
like you know how we can survive so this is the, this is for the future <clears throat> so only thing is like mm-hmm. we have to survive you know so i think maybe there's two choice for dancers right now biggest one choice is like staying home mm-hmm. and stay safe you know just waiting and save the money and just you know <clears throat> cross finger for like uh, back at the yeah. normal situation yeah so that makes that also that that situation makes the people the other people's um other people's mm. <clears throat> live you're saving lives by staying home mm. and try to yeah 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 they try to you know stop this pandemic and the second choice is um uh, maybe we can do uh we can try to find out what we can do in this <clears throat> this under mm. the pandemic actually like we start to do like pro- we start trying to make in the platform of the mm-hmm. online lessons or even like you know we can make the chat and uh it's also like we are also like discussing about the idea for the future things like mm. what we can do mm. so my future so my future hope like my future aim is um i think i want to make some uh association mm. of the street dancers Mm, to make them uh, as a as a really offshore professional dancer, like a a guild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think maybe now the people always talking about the breaking mm-hmm. because of the Olympic. So it became yeah. a sport. So sometimes the people not really agree to do the, in uh-huh. going that way. But for me, I think maybe this is the another choice. This is another option. To think about for us, because if we keep doing the battle things, so we can also be、mm. as an athlete. So, right now, like if you, if if I say、mm-hmm. okay, I'm professional dancer, but who, who make me offshore? You know, the、yeah. professional dancer. Yeah, only the proof. Yeah, only the proof man is that I pay tax. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> but if we have some association, and they can actually like. Getting this, like we can getting the stamp from this association. Okay, so we、uh, admit to code as a、mm. professional dancer. Yeah, so that makes, I think maybe that makes the game change because it's not about the money income, but it's about our position and our,、um, I don't know, our actually. And by banding together, we help each other survive.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So that's why, like, this is not for the business.、Mm. This is not for the money making. But I think maybe we need to make kind of this biggest big community、mm. for the street dancers to keep survive for the future. Maybe I think maybe now is the time to we can discuss about. I love it,、this. and I wish we had way more time to talk about it. And I would like to keep having these discussions. <laughs>、um, so whenever you would like to come back, I'd be more than happy to host you. And and hopefully、uh, okay, when this、yeah. clears, I'll be able to go back to Japan and we can、uh, we can talk about in person. But regardless, yeah, yeah, yeah.、Uh, Hirosama,、cool. Hirosan, Hontoni, arigatou gozaimasta. Robusan, arigatou gozaimasta. Thank you very much. So if I can,、uh, okay, I would like to end in a, a little tradition we have on the show. And for those at home listening,、mm-hmm. um, if you have any drinks left in your glass, please raise in a toast to the end of the world. Kampai, kampai.、Mm. So I would like to thank my guest again,、um, Hiro Alma, 
for taking the time to uh, chat with us and share. Um, thank you so much. Arigato gozaimashita. Yes, and this is uh, Rob Celtic signing off. Uh, we will endure, we will grow, and we will overcome. God bless. This episode of Drinking and Dance at the End of the World was written and produced by me, Rob Celtic. Music for this episode was provided by the one and only Feathers. That's F-T-H-R-S. You can find his new album, Floating, on Spotify and Bandcamp under Feathers. If you like what you heard and you want to support the show, visit us on Patreon at patreon.com slash drinkingandance and donate for early episode releases, bonus episodes, personal shoutouts, and more. Thanks again for listening. Don't forget to like, favorite, and follow on Spotify and Anchor. We'll see you next time. 